Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hello, St. Louis and surrounding areas. You are listening to another edition of At Your Service, heard right here on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. You know who this is. Anytime Ario Speedwagon is used as bumper music, it's going to be that guy, the dollars and cents guy. Yes, everybody, my name is Dave Simon, certified financial planner by day and the occasional fill-in guest host of At Your Service. Howdy. Hello, welcome. Good to be here on this, what turned out to be a, just a, a wonderful day, wasn't it? Um, and much of that across the country, but uh, so good to talk to you. Again, my name is Dave Simons filling in tonight. A little bit of a shortened version, of, uh, of course, because of Billikens basketball and me being such a sports nut and uh, favoring, of course, all local teams. Man, it's been tough this year. Billikens, if you um, just heard any part of that game, fall again. My beloved Missouri Tigers were actually leading a ranked team, but just lost. They haven't even won a game in conference this year. I guess if you're looking at local major D1 schools, you you look over to Illinois, I think, what, they're 12th in the country or so. So at least they got something going on, but it has been brutal for those of us who are local college basketball fans this year. But I digress. This is not a sports show. This is an all-encompassing show, which typically when I am filling in will have a little bit of an investment flavor. And that's where I want to start. I've got a little bit of a hypothetical here for you. All right, consider this. We're going to play a game here. The first part of it is factual, and then we'll go hypothetical, all right? So the factual part is last week, at the close of business on Wednesday, that was Valentine's Day, The Dow closed at an all-time high. The number, 38,858. 38,858. That number is going to mean something uh, in a couple of minutes, so try to keep that in mind, 38,858. By the way, now that I'm looking at this, what a great poker hand that would be. If you got dealt that, I'm not even a poker player, but I'm smart enough to know I got three eights here. Yeah, I'm discarding that uh, that three and the five. uh, Hit me two. Anyway. Again, I digress. Now, that's the factual part. Let's play a little hypothetical as we look into the future. Again, the market, for real, closing at an all-time high last week. Let's say the next couple of years, for any variety of reasons, and we can all pick different reasons out in the world right now, but let's say the market drops the next couple of years, and not just a little bit, but one of the worst bear markets ever 
and it falls about 43% and goes all the way down to uh, 22,000. Yikes. And by the way, the market, the, the Dow has only fallen more than 43% three times since the end of World War II. So that's a pretty rare event to fall that much. But again, for this game that I'm going to play here, which you'll see in a minute why I'm doing this, um, for this game, we have a 43% decline or plummet, should I say, a free fall over the next couple of years. So now it's, let's say, 2026. It stabilizes a little bit. Okay, good. I think maybe we're over it. No, it falls again. This time down to 16,000. And it does that over, oh, about a four-year period, like this slow death. So now we're in 2030, and the market has cratered. It's down by, like, more than two-thirds. Oh, my gosh. And then from there, folks, you think it was bad before? It only gets worse now. It just, it's a very slow decline. You're already hating me, I know. But, but bear with me. Bear with me here. A slow decline from there from 2030 and it all goes all the way down to the dow jones industrial average starting above 38800 now it's down to 8000 and it does that over about an eight to nine year period so fast forward basically what we've done here i have taken the dow down about 80 percent over a 15 year period so it's now 2039 and it just languishes there. I'm really, I'm, I'm really tightening the screws on us all now as investors. It languishes down here. It doesn't fall really much below 8,000. And every once in a while, it gets up to 9, 10, 11,000. It falls right back down to 8. That's kind of a base thing. And it does that for about a decade. So now we're out 2049. We've got 25 years and the market is still down 80%. You're thinking, Dave, are you actually predicting this? No, 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 no. Bear with me here. Finally, finally, in 2049, 25 years of by far, where, I mean, it, this rivals the Great Depression. In fact, it's actually worse than the Great Depression because back then the Dow did fall more than 80%, but it took barely more than a decade to do all the damage. I don't know if you can say it was saved by World War II or not, but it didn't last much longer than a decade. In this case, the Dow, which is now still down about 80 percent, 25 years later, starts a very quick climb all the way back to its previous high of 2024. And it does so in 10 years. That's right. It more than quadruples in about 10 years. So now we are out to 2059 and we're basically touching where we were 35 years ago. Now. I am 61, so I'll do the math here. That puts me at 96. Will I be around to see that? I don't know. I'm trying to shoot for 100, but we'll find out. Now, why the heck am I even playing this game? What I just described is exactly the reality of what Japanese investors have lived through for the last 35 years. Let that sink in a little bit. It's not hypothetical to them. I just described the nightmare scenario of how it would look for us going from now and how the crash would occur, taking us down 80% and sitting there for a decade 
And then finally, the greatest tenure period in the history of the U.S. stock market gets us all the way back to where we were. But by then, many investors have passed away. Many of them have even just who were even part of it have have sworn off the stock market years ago. And that's pretty much what has happened in Japan. The Nikkei index, that's their version of kind of the S&P 500. We use the Dow here as the most popular, even though we can argue the S&P, of course, is a better barometer. But most people use the Dow. Okay, in Japan, it's the Nikkei. And it hit its all-time high on December 20, uh, b -b 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 December 29th, 1989, when it hit, remember what we hit, 38,858? Their index, the Nikkei, hit 38,915 as its all-time high. Last week, the market closed over in Japan. It got to 38,865, just 50 points away from its all-time high. And all of that gain has basically occurred in about the last uh, 10, 11, 12 years or so. It's crazy from its version of 8,000. Now, let me be very clear. There is no statistical importance between an index number of 38,000. I am not making that claim. It is an anomaly, and that's all it is. And by the way, I'm also not predicting that our market is going to go through that. In fact, I will predict with great certainty that we will not. Nothing close to that. I start off by saying that that is the reality for what has been the second largest economy in the world for most of the last 35 years. And remember when they were hitting, for, for those of us who've been around for a little bit, Japan was supposed to take over the world in the 80s. Remember that? They were buying up property around the, our, uh, the country and very some, some iconic U.S. landmarks, uh, some of the skyline of New York City, of course, Pebble Beach. They were starting to outsell us in, in U.S. Uh, uh, auto, uh, automobiles and uh, so many other things. And we were very, very fearful that the Japanese all of a sudden were going to be the biggest game in the world. And of course, it did not occur. Now, I could do a complete two-hour show on why the Japanese stock market did what it did. I will spare you with that. You can look it up. There are obvious reasons that that was a bubble. It was never going to stand up. But virtually nobody thought it would take 35 years. And we're still not even officially there yet. When we come back, my friends, I want to segue from that to there are a lot of investors today and a lot of analysts, frankly, who fear that we're starting to create our own bubble because of all these AI stocks that are going way, way up. And there's a fear now that we're hitting all time highs that, no, we're not going to be the Nikkei index of the 90s and 2000s and all that stuff. But could we be the U.S. stock market of 99? and early 2000 where we hit our own peak bubble and then that thing was popped. And then we really suffered when the internet bubble broke from 2000 to 02. I'm gonna address that, all right? So stay with us, we'll come back and with uh, more at your service and discuss the state of the US stock market. 
worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back, everybody. It is 835 in St. Louis. Dave Simons filling in tonight and loving every minute of it. All right, so uh, we started off by uh, trying to scare everybody half to death and wondering if uh, your beloved host tonight, who actually does this for a living and manages money, was somehow predicting that the U.S. stock market is going to fall 80% over the next quarter century. And of course, the answer is no. I'm laughing because it's, it's absolutely ridiculous and silly. I know there are a lot of fear mongers out there who try to sell books and newsletters and videos convincing you that that's going to happen and the dollar's going to crash and all this stuff. I was, oh man, I was watching another uh, video today of somebody out, some kook, some conspiracy guy. And I, I, I watch this stuff because I need to know what's out there. I have family members, I actually do, who believe this stuff and, and will call and say, oh my gosh, Dave, what are you, so what are you telling your clients? Because this is going to happen. And I, Oh my gosh, man, take off the tinfoil hat. But anyway, um, there is a lot of comparison, legitimate comparison, I think, to some degree. This is not conspiracy theory here. When people say, look, I know we had all the hype and hysteria around when the internet first started in the 1990s. And all of these new companies came to market, new IPOs. These, All you had to do was put a dot-com in your name. You didn't have to have any earnings. You really didn't have to even sell anything yet. You just had to have the promise that you were about to sell some kind of product through the internet. And entrepreneurs and investment uh, management companies were willing to shower you with millions, hundreds of millions of dollars to get you off the ground. And of course, it was a house of cards and it predictably collapsed. And I've told this story many times that I actually lost some clients in, in, in 99 in particular because I was not aggressive enough. I didn't get it. And as I've also said, I'm more of the Warren Buffett protege. Now, I tend to be a little bit more growth oriented 
and more new tech than Warren Buffett ever turned out to be. Um, that's by um, a necessity, really. Hold on just a second, folks. Something just happened to uh, my system here. So bear with me here a little bit. Okay. I know I'm still on here, but I, I'm doing this through a computer here, my friend. So bear with me. <laughs> this is kind of funny, actually. If, if, if some of you can see something here, um, but you can't. So bear with me. I am actually getting into my computer system. And it's now. Okay. Anyway, I, I'll, I'll deal with this later here. Um, Matt, can you can you hear any other audio besides me coming in? Okay, good. We're good. All right, I, I, I'll give I'll give everyone the description of what's happening here later on. But I want to get through this point because I think it's it, it's a very very important one, and that is the comparisons between ninety nine and some fear that we have this bubble that's being created because AI today, artificial intelligence of today is the same internet bubble of before. And and my answer to that is either A, you were not investing back in, in the late 90s. Uh, you certainly weren't managing money because there is no legitimate comparison back to what was happening then. Is it frothy today? Is there some greed coming back in? Is there a lot of hype around AI? Absolutely 100%. And I would love for this market to sell off a little bit. I love today. And it looks like the market may open down a little bit tomorrow. I mean, this is minor stuff. We're just talking a couple percentage points. I would love a good 10 to 12% shakeout. And I know that some of you will, will hear that and go, what are you talking about? You want to a little bit of a correction. Don't you manage money? Yes, but I think long term. And if we want to avoid a 2000 to 02 bear market where the Dow did fall more and the S&P fell more than 50%, the Nasdaq fell more than 80%. It was the Nikkei basically of what happened over a 35 year period, but the Nasdaq did it in two and a half years, fell 80%. We're nowhere close to that. But I'm telling you, if we don't let a little air out of this thing now, then we could be heading in that direction. It's the last thing that we want to do. So, yes, I still believe in what is happening in AI. It is the real thing. And I think when it's all said and done, whether you're, you're fearful of what artificial intelligence may or may not do, that's another discussion. I hear you. I have some of my own fears about that. But it's here, and it is going to change the way that the world works and lives. There's no question about it. But back in the late 90s, when you look at the top 10 stocks that made up the S&P 500, and back then it was led by Cisco Systems. That was kind of the poster child. Today, the poster child, you could say, is in NVIDIA. I'm going to get to that before the end of the show, too, because there's a very, very important report tomorrow that will have a major impact on the direction of the stock market tomorrow because of NVIDIA. And I'll get to that. But back at the beginning of 2000, if you took just the top 10 largest stocks that had been going crazy through the late 90s, the average price to earnings ratio of those 10 stocks was 62.6. Now, I know that doesn't mean a hill of beans for a lot of you because you really don't know the mechanics too much of the market. Let me just tell you, the long-term average 
of the S&P 500 when it comes to the P.E. valuation is in the upper teens. In the last 10 years or so, 15 years, it's been closer to 20. But that kind of gives you a some parameters of where normally the P.E. is. Back then, the top 10 stocks taken together were 62. You could have seen this coming a mile away. Today, the top stocks are half that, basically. Microsoft, which is the largest company in the world, and now it is considered an AI stock. If that was, and it what Microsoft back in the day was trading at a multiple above 100 back in 99 and 2000, above 100. Today, even though the earnings are coming in, like you, I mean, they're a cash machine right now. The PE of Microsoft is 36. For Apple, it's 28. Apple's the second largest company in the world. And yes, its growth has slowed, but we're talking about the second largest company and it's got a PE of 28. Facebook, which has gone crazy. Go look at the stock chart of Meta. That's the new name, of course, of Facebook. I still call it Facebook. But uh, Meta has a PE of 31. Yeah, that's higher than the S&P, but it ain't 100. It's not 200. Back in the day, Amazon wasn't even, when it was nothing more than an online bookseller, Amazon didn't even have any net earnings. Now, if you looked at just their, their, the earnings that they did, their gross earnings, basically, if that's all you looked at, their PE was over 400 back in the day. You see what I'm trying to say here? Let's stop with the comparisons that all of a sudden we are at 99 or early 2000 levels. This is from somebody who managed money through it. It would get calls from clients on a daily basis wanting to basically cash in CDs and put it in the new dot-com stock. That isn't happening at all today. The only people who are really playing this, from what I can tell, I don't see it in my little corner of the world, so I, I have to see it through research reports, see it uh, anecdotally and things like that. But it's a lot of the younger people who are used to just getting on their phone, having their Robinhood app or whatever, and trading meme stocks. They're the ones who are showing the most amount of greed, like they have the last few years. Even though they were burned, they're starting to get back at it again. But... 2024, comparing it to 99, I think of the old Lloyd Benson, famous line in the 1988 vice presidential, vice presidential debate um, against Dan Quayle. And so I'll kind of steal that line when I think about comparisons. And I would say, hey, to you, year 2024, I served during the 1999 bubble. I knew 99. That year was a friend of mine. 2024, you are no 1999. And the crowd, of course, would go crazy. And of course, uh, 2024 would be very, very upset with me and say that that was unfair. When we come back, I do want to then segue into this very important report tomorrow about the granddaddy, the poster child of AI stocks. The stock is called NVIDIA, a company my own wife just learned about today, which shows you she doesn't really know what much I do for a living. But we'll come back and talk about it right after this. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is kind. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And 
watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, so I, I figured this out, everybody. I, I was hearing this foreign language, like Japanese or Chinese or something, very distant, and I was worried that it was bleeding through, uh, that you all could hear it, because I could kind of hear it through my headphones here. Turned out it wasn't coming through my headphones. I always bring my laptop and my phone, as you might imagine, uh, into the studio when I when I do the show in case I need to quickly do some research. Somehow, I clicked on Spotify that was on a Chinese language podcast, and it was coming through my computer. And that's what I was hearing. So, and, and by the way, in case you're wondering, well, do you really know if it was Chinese? Yes. As I mentioned in a podcast, which I release every Wednesday morning, I'll have another one tomorrow on YouTube. Uh, about a year ago, I started learning Chinese. There's a whole story about why I chose Chinese. Nothing more than I'm just weird this way. I like a challenge. I don't like to do things that are easy. So when I was told, hey, it's really good for your brain health as you get older to play an instrument, which I do, the guitar, and to learn a, a foreign language. And that was a year ago when I was reading this stuff and I thought, you know what, I don't, I haven't done any foreign language since I was in college when I was learning Spanish. I still remember a little bit of that. So, of course, it would make common sense in this country. If you're going to learn a foreign language, it should be Spanish, right? Uh, but no, I don't want to do things easy. And I, I'm the contrarian guy. So I may never actually get to speak Chinese to more than a few people that I meet. Um, I've never even been to China. Don't know that I will. It's purely just the reason why you might do crossword puzzles. Is there any reason to do it other than because you enjoy it and it's a challenge? That's why I'm doing Chinese. Okay. Back to the task at hand. NVIDIA. If you're unfamiliar with the company, you need to do some research. All right. Uh, really, you should. It's a strangely named company, and there, there, there's a, a reason behind it. The guys who are college buddies, I think from Stanford, if I remember right. Uh, but NVIDIA, it's N-V-I-D-I-A. Back in the day, 30 years ago, these college buddies basically started it as a chip maker for the gaming industry. So they were the, they were the brains, um, developing the brains, the semiconductors, the chips, in, in a lot of your gaming consoles and stuff. Well, for, for whatever reason, and I forget the reason why, but as AI started to come in, into being a number of years, or a few years ago anyway, uh, NVIDIA, these, these very highly intelligent and, man, futuristic um, inventors, if you will, looked at this and said, maybe we should start revamping the chips and getting involved in that. And now they've kind of built a moat around themselves, if you will. NVIDIA has gone from a company that nobody really ever knew anything about except tech nerds out there to being the third largest company in the country behind Microsoft and Apple. They're at 1.8 trillion. Well, they were at the end of last week. They fell a little bit today, about 4% or so. Um, so they're a little bit less of that, but they're still the third largest company. Now, why would I bring this up today? Because tomorrow after the close, 
NVIDIA is going to report quarterly earnings. I normally never talk about this. In fact, I tell people, why are you wasting your time worrying about what a company is going to report quarterly earnings wise? You need to worry about your long-term objectives, all right? Uh, don't You don't need to play the analyst. Who cares about what Home Depot may report six months from now? And I'm not saying, look, you, you ignore what the economy is doing and you uh, don't look at the data that's coming out and maybe you need to revamp portfolios a little here and there, massage the edges, like I, I like to say. But too many of us, too many investors think that they need to be the smartest guy in the neighborhood analyzing companies to try to make money. And, and there's no purpose to that. You need to develop your own long-term goals and objectives, buy some good quality stocks. Hopefully many of them pay some decent dividends. I'm a big dividend guy. You, you look at other types of investments that you complement that with, maybe a little bit more aggressive in some areas, less aggressive, of course, fixed income, things like that. Who knows? You might want to own some commodities, gold, whatever, whatever kind of fits within your risk tolerance and what your ultimate goals and what you're trying to achieve. Nowhere in that equation should you have an opinion on quarterly earnings. Now, let me go back to why I'm even talking about that, because NVIDIA right now is set to impact the entire market. And I I don't overstate things. I don't like to use a lot of hyperbole, but that is exactly what's going to happen. NVIDIA is priced to perfection. The stock of NVIDIA is up five-fold since the end of 2022. You heard that right. In a little less than 14 months, the stock of NVIDIA, the, now the third largest co company in the U.S., um, has seen its stock go up five times in less than 14 months. If they report earnings after the bell tomorrow that only match expectations or even beat it a little bit, that now is seen as a bellwether stock for the tech industry. It is seen as the bellwether stock and leader of AI, and it could have a major impact here near term on the entire sector. And because that sector has been leading the broader stock market, that could have some deleterious effects on the overall market. Now, that's near-term stuff. The opposite could also happen. If they not only blow away earnings, but then guide estimates, and that's, this, is the, this is the most important thing. It's one thing to say, this is what we did last quarter, because that's what they're going to start with. It's a completely different animal when they start discussing, oh, the next six months. If they tell all their analysts, guys and gals, we... <sighs> we can't keep up with demand and they've already been telling us that and they are the only game in town right now then you will probably see that stock pop again because it only trades on future the future pe of nvidia is 35 it's not 200 this thing would have been trading at 400 back in 99 and 2000 i'm talking about pe ratio and it's not the current earnings estimates for 2024 for NVIDIA would put the PE multiple at just 35. This is not a buy recommendation, by the way. I have no recommendation. This is strictly an observation of the importance of this once little known stock, the importance that it has on this near-term direction of the market. This is what, I'm not saying that I hope this will happen, but let me just put it this way. 
as someone who really is is wishing for the market to settle down let's get the let's get the greed out of the market which has been growing again here lately let's get the froth out let's not set this thing up for a bigger bubble and more pain and discomfort and damage down the road what what's going to be the catalyst though it's typically not something that we all know about. It's not going to be some geopolitical event. It won't be probably some scary inflation report. We got that last week, and it really didn't move the markets negatively at all. It'd be something like, oh, NVIDIA just had a really bad earnings report. Is the bloom off the AI rose just a little bit? That could start the market down. And frankly, in full disclosure, as an NVIDIA shareholder, frankly, I would welcome that, even though if it hurts me, selfishly hurts me, I don't want that. But for the long-term direction of the market, I am okay with that. Here's proof positive of what stocks can do if they guide lower. Have you ever heard of the company Palo Alto? Palo Alto. They are into cybersecurity, one of the largest cybersecurity firms out there. Uh, they just reported earnings, blew the earnings away. They beat the earnings estimate, and the stock plummeted 20% today. Why? You beat earnings estimates and you fell 20%? Guidance, my friends. They told analysts, yeah, you're too aggressive out there. Maybe we were too aggressive. And we need you to pull the estimates down we won't do as much business the rest of the year as we thought, and they killed the stock. So you'll see what may happen with NVIDIA, and that will impact the market on Thursday going forward. Uh, top of the hour, folks. We'll be back in the second hour coming up. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.